bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another edition of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen pew 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 hey, we ready to do this um ready to do some podcasting is what i'm trying to say uh we are here to review movies okay and today we're going to review the movie ken um where uh we'll talk about what we liked about it what we didn't like and score from zero to five but before we get to that we're going to talk about trailers and at the end of the review we're going to go into your comments which we got plenty of comments this week yay glad you guys are listening and glad you guys are giving your opinions on the movies that we review mm-hmm. um all right let's talk movie trailers first now number one we have seen most of these trailers before so i'll try to skip yep. over the ones we saw because they weren't uh new trailers are the same ones peppermint seen it i want to see that movie me too white boy rick seen it i kind of want to see that movie yeah i might wait on that one overlord um i definitely want to see jj abrams and what he fitting to do with uh, this this i know it's gonna be sci-fi i know and it got fits in it that's the only thing but i'm like i don't do scary yeah uh but it looks more sci-fi than scary to me okay uh the house with a clock in its walls i don't think i'm gonna see it but mm-hmm. it does look like it could be good right uh i don't know that I like, mean, it looks really kid friendly which i don't mind yeah. but it's like it's, it, it could be a hit or miss it could be like really good and hilarious because you know a boy be so over the top like i love him he can really act his ass off you talking about jack black yes this is one of the times of the year that i hate by the way when it comes to seeing movies because karen and i see movies pretty much year round Mm -hmm. but between about august until november Mm -hmm. i fucking hate the movies because all the trailers are heavily emphasized on scary movies right and i'm not a huge scary movie fan Mm -hmm. and very rarely is there really a good trailer for a scary movie correct um in my opinion maybe it's just because i'm not a fan but you know uh and they they're so uh inundated at the halloween time of the year and it seems like almost like christmas is starting earlier and earlier every year right where it's like let's put the scary movie in august let's put the scary movie in september uh, i'm like, like who the hell is gonna see that yeah and so now it's like i'm gonna end up watching the fucking trailer and even when it's not a scary movie they make the trailer for the movie scary to attract halloween fans but because the movie's coming out around that time but sometimes the movie's not even a scary movie Mm-mm. um you know it reminds me of uh, a cabin in the woods which is a sci-fi movie I, that was, but people thought it was a scary movie because the way that it was promoted was it's a scary movie right and that shit was fucking hilarious and good yeah overlord feels like that to me like let's play up on the scary factors of the trailer they're looking through a wall someone's body is moving weird but it's like obviously a science fiction movie that like bends the genre of war and sci-fi and horror and so I, anyway that's what it feels like and the house with a clock on the mm. wall feels like halloween movie for kids 
correct um, bad times at the el, el royale another scary movie in the trailer mm-hmm. uh, like it's gonna be some supernatural like the devil or purgatory or something something like that we did finally see the first for me the first time the fantastic beast and the crimes of grindelwald trailer that was my first time seeing it and i'm mixed about it you know because we've seen like all them harry potter's movies and i'm like but god damn man it's like y'all couldn't have got another nigga to star in this shit another nigga oh you talking about johnny depp okay yeah uh i well honestly i only want to see it to support johnny depp because i think he he was framed by amber heard and his accountants and Mm. we need to make sure that he has enough money okay to Mm. nah um what's funny is i saw the trailer and well everybody knows if they're listening to this i don't really boycott pretty much anything but i saw the trailer and i thought the trailer looked much better than the first one correct the first one i thought was terrible i don't like and i don't know if it's just i'm not a harry potter fan i didn't read Mm -hmm. those fucking books but my understanding is there weren't books written for this chapter of the story and they're making it up kind of as they go along Mm. um and so the first one was really like no material oh, first one I, was- I think it was actually based off of the fact that she that jj rowland or jk rowland jk rowland wrote this like compendium of creatures of magical creatures and they were like oh we'll call it fantastic beast and we'll make it uh we'll make a movie off of that and then we'll tie in the grindelwald story and that ties in with dumbledore and we'll do this whole thing and i don't know man that first one was not compared to i love the other series i have not read the books but i love the other series of the harry potters and i've had a ball watching all of those uh but yeah that wasn't good this one looks like it's going to be a lot more action and that's what's tempting me to actually go see it it looks a little more adult too right but still fuck that nigga johnny depp yeah well like i said he needs our support um number seven was hell fest it was probably the worst trailer mm-hmm. i've seen in a in a long time like i haven't they, seen a trailer that made me less interested in a movie this year they might as well have been like scare wins yeah it looked like scare wins uh, right for those who are listening and not local um carowinds is a theme park in charlotte uh well kind of in south carolina but mm-hmm. it's a it's a theme it's like a scary theme well it's a theme carowinds is a theme park and a music park and then every october they have scarowinds which is like they turn it into like halloween theme but basically the same shit yeah you know? from, at, from seven to like midnight right so hellfest look like what if a real murderer showed up to scarowinds right that's why i was like i don't want to see this bullshit and then the last trailer i want to see this so bad except i don't think i'm gonna end up seeing it because commons in it but it was called right it was called hunter killer hunter killer just straight to the point hunter killer is a movie it, that's not straight to the point at all that you don't know what the movie's about from that word no no hunter you killer don't. is about uh international war trying to be avoided by some submarines something about the russian president gets kidnapped by a prime minister of russia this shit made no sense you might as well say you sunk my battleship gerard butler's in it so that was like a breath of fresh air because i love anything with that dude in it right because you know you're gonna get some good overacting yeah but yeah they lost me with common that like as soon as i seen his face i was like i know i will never see this movie right 
it was like uh we got to catch the submarine i'm like oh here we go no no thank you sir no i'm like, supposed to believe this nigga got an invite to the white house to talk to the president i don't think Come so on. they would never let a black man move up the ranks talking like that <laughs> never i believe the spaceship was hijacked with ai um all right let's get into this movie ken ken k-i-n as in family uh it is uh i would say a sci-fi movie action uh movie uh mixed with like a family drama um chased by a vengeful criminal the feds and a gang of otherworldly soldiers a recently released ex-con and his adopted teenage brother are forced to go on the run with a weapon of mysterious origin as their only protection uh it stars miles truitt as eli the the black kid that you see in all the trailers mm-hmm. uh jack rayner is his bro- never do a well brother J- uh jimmy dennis quaid plays their father Hal. um zoe kravis is in this movie as a stripper named millie james franco is in this movie as a gangster um that was pretty much everybody i recognized mm-hmm. um pretty decent casting um let's just uh let's get into it karen um give me some things you liked or give me something you liked about this movie i liked eli i liked uh the 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 kid that played him miles truitt miles truitt a lot um just for the fact that he was just being a little black kid just doing what children do and i don't feel like he was whitewashed or or made to change at all i like the fact that they was like he was adopted because i was like they got they got to cover this story somehow and i like the fact that you know he was adopted this was his family and he loved them very very dearly i i think his acting was good because children are annoying and so it was just shit that he did it was annoying but i was like i understand because these are actions a child would take yeah i liked it uh liked him as an actor um i thought eli as a character was a bit reserved so it wasn't like a whole lot of you know emotional moments with him right but you know specifically the moment where oh wait obviously like i said we spoiled the movie michael b jordan is in this movie yes i did not see that coming he's one of the alien soldiers that is after the weapon mm-hmm. um and apparently miles is like of an alien race and the chosen one and uh gonna he's gonna supposed to come back and fight in a war with them at some point uh on his home planet because he's not from earth all right um so uh what i was gonna say though is uh he has this moment where he finds out that jimmy betrayed him and has been lying about their father being dead and taking all this money and shit and he's only 14 so he's he's not stupid but he's not smart right because he he's at that really weird age when you're excuse me you're smart enough to make your own decisions like you understand the about being independent but you're not smart enough to understand that there are consequences to your actions right so his 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 brother lies to him and they have this big fight in the police station where he realizes like this brother ain't shit and he's a liar right and he did that he he carried that scene he was really good in that Mm -hmm. scene um something i liked about the movie special effects oh that was good there's not a ton of special effects in this movie for a quote-unquote action movie i'd say it's really like 33 percent action but mostly like 
family drama type shit mm-hmm. um and i really think when they did have science fiction action it was really well done um it never looked cheap to me mm-hmm. um the gun was super cool oh um, that gun was the coolest shit ever every time it blew some shit up it felt visceral the sound design in this movie is amazing for yes. a movie that you know you pro- probably doesn't have as huge a budget as you would think mm-hmm. um but like like all the times that they use the gun and stuff like it really delivers and uh and by action i'm also counting the uh special effects i'm also counting the bounty hunter slash soldiers who were retrieving the gun right like the special effects for all their tracking equipment and the last scene when they like drive through a police barricade flip over the police car keep walking slow down time with some type of time grenade like oh, that shit was so cool it was really really dope looking and uh a great way to kind of bring the movie to a close anything else karen yes i like jimmy jimmy uh was an ain't shit nigga mm-hmm. and i'm glad that white boy played an ain't shit nigga um he wouldn't shit from the beginning to the end and i am glad uh he played a trash person yeah and he's played by jack rayner who i have to say pretty charismatic mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. um which is the role he played was a very difficult role because essentially right. every action that jimmy took was either stupid malicious or corrupt and right he put his brother he put his little brother in danger he was very he was very short-sighted not he mature immature he's very petty he didn't have he had disregard for the law but that ended up being a disregard for safety he's coming out of prison and he immediately puts his family in danger because he's taken out a sixty thousand dollar worth of credit loan in prison to stay alive uh that is due upon his release and he's been lying to these criminals he doesn't have this money right so they're like we're gonna kill you your father and your and your little brother um and he's like well um i'll get the money but he he sets his father's job up to be robbed like he's not a good person Mm -mm. and through the eyes of a 14 year old you can kind of see the kind of charisma and the charm and you're my little brother how it kind of can make you think well maybe it's not as bad as it says because you're 14 and you're stupid Mm -hmm. um but and, and maybe too trusting and stuff but he does deliver the lines and when he gets kind of caught and and uh, caught up in the web of lies that he's created he does seem genuinely kind of remorseful right but he's just a huge fuck up yes he is and he causes his dad how to end up dying off of his bullshit and you know he he act like his dad was un- being unreasonable by like get out my house you're nothing but trouble i have done everything that i can you're just determined to keep fucking up i cannot help you no more yeah he's a horrible influence on the family and on his little brother and he's reckless um and he just says anything says anything to save his skin um and when they go on a road trip later and they have fun and they go to a strip club and he discovers that eli has the gun and they go out in the field and they shoot it i actually have a clip of that Make it work. So the gun only works for Eli. Huh. Oh, it likes you just fine, huh? Let's see it again. Light up that haystack right there. Come on, man. Don't be shy now. You got this. Ooh. Oh my God! Did you see that? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> All right, don't stop now. 
Please be careful. Right. My bag. What? My bag with all my money. I left it in the bar. Well, how much are we talking? Sixty, seventy. What thousand? Yeah. Thousand. Sixty grand and a space gun. Who the hell are you people? Get in the truck. Let's go. Come on. Are you guys serious? So yeah, they and the movie is filled with tons of Jimmy fucking up like that. Yes, it is. And it's also like he took he takes Eli to a strip club when he's only fourteen. Right. I was looking like he has no fucking business in there. And he won't let him like drink alcohol and i don't know if it was just for the filming of the system movies like pg-13 probably Mm -hmm. or or if it was i don't know what it was for exactly but for some reason like he didn't like there was no titties in the bar or nothing like no there's nothing like that the girls all were like basically wear bikinis right but you know it's just kind of um it was just this kind of weird quasi-morality that he had where you're like it's hard to truly hate him as much as you need to because you're watching it through the eyes of this 14 year old brother who's being deluded but we know that he's a piece of shit come on um so i don't know it was a difficult role but he really played the line to where i felt like oh yeah it's believable his brother would trust him and it's also just believable he would fuck everything up yes yes it is and uh for me too something else that i also like i like james franco playing the bad guy like Mm -hmm. he really played that bad guy but like this he was one of the like i said i'm a big villain person and he made me feel every time he showed up i was like oh he gonna fuck something up Mm. like like i actually just because he looks so grimy he looks so dirty he looks so you know and he 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 emoted his emotions well when he was angry and mad and and i really liked him being a villain in this like like he made the movie as far as the villain piece for me yeah it's interesting because i've seen franco kind of play this role a few times before uh like this is just one of the roles that he has in his rolodex of like a uh kind of gangster white dude you know like I, I, I think it was um spring break spring breakers maybe that was the name of it or something like that i saw a few Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. where he played a um gangster with cornrows and tattoos all this shit so he kind of pulled that out but without all the um yeah spring breakers he played a character named alien but he but without all the like ebonics and shit oh okay uh, like this time he just kind of felt like a straight up white dude that mm-hmm. uh just happened to be thuggish quote-unquote right and i do think if this movie would have been like pg-13 uh, rated r he'd have called eli I think it was pg-13 okay if it had been rated r he'd have called eli uh nigga he called him a yo you know your your colored boy your colored yeah. brother yeah um so yeah he i mean he was in his bag this is kind of what he does oh um, okay in these movies um when he's playing a villain like this um but yeah i thought he was good he was uh good as a villain um you know and it was so like because it's pg-13 i felt like it was a bit limited because like they would show him about to shoot somebody in the head and they cut away a bunch of times um he and then um well i'll get into that on the other other side but um so uh another thing i liked is short yes 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 
um so uh it's only about an hour and 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and uh you know it just well, I mean, we got into seven, got out by about nine, nine oh five. Yep. Um, no complaints. And uh, yeah, I did appreciate the runtime. Um, anything else? Mm, not really, cause uh, nah, I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Uh, I think we said action, special effects. Um, oh, I like Dennis Quaid as a father i actually thought he me was good. too um what's funny is when i saw this trailer i originally thought he was kevin costner <laughs> a long time ago i was like kevin costner played everybody daddy right but it was dennis quaid and he gave his best kevin costner somebody's daddy performance and i was okay with that i was too and and uh because like you said we're seeing it from eli's eyes you can go oh okay it's a history there of him fucking up and his daddy is just like look son i probably gave and and went all out for you before and you end up fucking let me down i cannot do it anymore right um okay let's get on to the other side was there anything you didn't like about the movie i it might be i don't know i didn't care too much for zoe uh millie zoe kravitz yeah because it was like what kind of was her purpose yeah zoe kravitz just felt wedged in here right in a just a weird way like uh she was a stripper at this club i think they wanted to imply that maybe she was being sexually assaulted or some type of slave abuse right so because they were trying to say like she couldn't leave the club Mm -hmm. um and i think she's a fine actress and everything and most things but i don't know this just felt like she was wedged in and she didn't really have a role um i think she play a bigger role in the next movie because it looks like she's probably gonna raising him or or having some kind of connection with him assuming they they get another movie oh um, i hope they do mm -hmm. assuming they get another movie maybe but um i don't know man something about her being in this movie did feel wedged in in a very weird way especially with a story that really needed to take place between these two brothers but right like you said maybe they were setting it up for something with the sequel mm-hmm. um and i knew she was too big name of an actress to be in this movie and not have a a major role like as soon as i saw her i was like is that zoe kravitz what is she doing in this podunk strip club in a one horse town right in the middle of this movie and then you know we end up with this situation where she goes on the run with them and it felt super contrived with her going on the run with them like Mm -hmm. i'ma leave everything in my life behind to hang out with y'all and when she was like well actually i was gonna rob y'all halfway through the night but then you ran out of the money and i was like well maybe that maybe that's true but i don't know right she didn't really seem shady and she had a chance to like dip back to their room and steal the money and stuff Mm -hmm. um and and leave town forever and she came back she was a stripper with a heart of gold apparently so um now something i didn't like um personally was um the police stuff at the end felt so it felt like a different movie like james franco went from a criminal who was shady and not to be played with to i'm gonna kill a bunch of police in this little last town like i was like you're never gonna get away with this and then all his men just willingly threw their lives away so easily killing cops and shit i just didn't get whatever that was supposed to be and that like the speech he gave when his brother died about big richie or something taking this stuff i was like nah i don't really fuck with any of this like like i don't understand why like i guess for the movie purposes they wanted to ratchet up because what happens is you got you give a 14 year old kid a gun 
right and you don't want to turn him into a killer but it's a 14 year old kid with a sci-fi gun he gonna have to kill some people in order for us to have some fun right so they have to ratchet up the violence and the bad guy until the point where he don't have a choice and when they get caught by the cops you think okay well i mean they're gonna confiscate the weapon and you know kind of party over for the gun shit and then this, the motherfucking um james franco and his crew of people just show up and start killing the police and you're like okay i don't think it's this easy to do this to the police but even if it is like what the fuck why what part of his plan is this now he's gonna just die like it's like i'm dying as long as you do too apparently yeah but he said that at the very end like it didn't seem like he was telling his men we're about to go throw our lives away real nah, quick. i don't think that was part of the plan just crazy i don't know that 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 part was just all over the place um oh and you brought up zoe clavis and i meant to play this clip i'm sorry here we go you guys seem like some good guys you know plus if you did try anything funny i'm pretty sure even i could take you in a fist fight so <laughs> To fist fights. Mm-hmm. That um thing your brother has in there. You need to call someone about that. Can't do that. Right. Well, whatever it is you've gotten him into, he's going to figure it out eventually. I hope you're ready for that. So, yeah. Um, so that's another reason she feels wedged, and I realize what it is from it just now. She is what they call a manic pixie dream girl <clears throat> in movies. What do you um, mean? So a manic pixie dream girl is basically a woman who exists in a movie it's a trope um and it they exist solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer directors to teach brutally soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures okay i didn't know that's what they was called but yes i've seen this role yeah before because like i said they technically there was no reason for her to actually be there she really didn't know what the fuck was happening she didn't know anything about them she was not informed about shit nobody told her anything but at the end she came back right and it and honestly to what benefit to her right like essentially she these people were trouble they're going to jail you know there's this kid that that she might end up like having to uh, take, taking care of or something right. in this movie this guy she knew for a couple hours who got involved in several crimes killed people and shit like nothing about her character really made made sense as far as her motivations for herself right i don't know if it's this is just better than being at strip club right um and then also with the um with the racial elements of the show of the movie um i do appreciate them just being like well he's an alien or whatever but uh and then they kind of had a allusion to it with the color thing i think maybe the people at the bar kind of brought something over there was like we wouldn't even have let him in if it wasn't for you or something i didn't right. know if that was race or just his age which they shouldn't have been letting him in for anyway mm, come on so i, I don't I, know and this you know he had that money so he might have paid them but like you know overlook him coming in here right so um 
i don't know man it was just very uh that that all felt kind of weird the story is a little bit disjointed um and it can be, get at times it can feel like it's like three or four different stories trying to come together correct and the swerve at the end while i did love that swerve i can't front they the swerve was the movie i want to watch right because the way it ended i was like well damn it's ending here i want to see what's on the other side of that portal dog right this swerve where there's a war going on this kid is important to that war he's gonna be a soldier michael b jordan is a is a fucking space hopping bounty hunter slash alien soldier bulletproof right that yeah like that can do like super action drive motorcycles at 100 miles an hour into cars flip over the car and like the the fact that that shit all happens in the last five minutes made me feel like okay but that's the movie i want to see where this gun is just a part of that fiction as opposed to this movie where the 'er ne'er-do-well white boy keeps dragging his black brother in the the hands of the police and i gotta hope every scene the police don't just shoot this nigga so (laughs) you know I, i i don't know man um it just made me think of all that so um all right zero to five what would you give it a four yeah i would give it uh i think i would give it about three and a half or four myself because i did like it it's short all right um I, everything that i didn't like is less the actor's fault or whatever it's more kind of the script fault mm-hmm. um and i can see people maybe feeling like it's disjointed or whatever but i don't know the story it tells if it's gonna be a tapestry of a bigger story sounds like a a whole universe i'd be interested in same it's almost like they tricked you into watching a young adult movie right without 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 you knowing until the end and it's like and it's a young adult movie centered around a black boy right something i've never seen nope no is around white girls maybe this is how white girls feel come on you know when the the same brown-haired white girl keeps falling in love with a vampire um (laughs) werewolf slayer or whatever he is like it's always the same story and she's the key to the universe and Mm -hmm. everything how they being katniss right so yeah man i i did i did like uh this film a lot so i'll Mm -hmm. say four all right um let's get into the comments okay we got comments on each episode i'll go back starting with the oldest movie um we had comments for black clansmen um i think we got two new comments okay um for black clansmen yes we did all right so classic r&b lover says hi Roddy karen i loved your review of black clansmen i agree that it is one of spike's best films i also agree that the opening with alec baldwin didn't need to be in the movie i too wondered why we got the dance sequence until i heard a white podcast's comments on the film and realized this scene was in there for white people both casters uh talked about how that scene and the strength it must have taken to go and dance following such a harrowing experience made them realize the amount of strength it takes to be black in america oh okay all right yeah i guess i didn't th- see it that way but yeah i guess mm. you could do the black joy thing mm. okay i don't know if this realization is a result of the me too movement or their willingness to see black men in the first place but they they got some value from it yeah like i said with this movie there is uh, the one drawback i have for this movie and it's not a major drawback by any means trust but the one drawback was that last sequence i realized oh that's right this movie is really for white people correct because it's kind of trying to teach them something Mm -hmm. uh as opposed to me i already know this shit 
so also spike did what a lot of directors do when they cast the Totoro brother in the film spike picked an actor who uh he has a relationship with despite the obvious miscast Totoro is clearly too ethnic to be accepted by the clan as they side-eyed adam driver he who des who despite having dark features is clearly more white looking than the character who outed him as a cop i agree and then again maybe this is spike's attempt to make another commentary on the ability of ethnic whites to assimilate as long as they jump on the hating back black people bandwagon yeah i agree with that as well that's how i took it to be honest sandler agnes says spike lee's best work since inside man i loved how loose this movie at least how that's how it felt to me was with the pacing terrence bletcher's fire ass score the humor and the acting from the entire cast furthermore i absolutely agree with what you said about the time coming back to spike rod with all that racist shit going on in america and even the rest of the world this is a very timely movie the stuff that take took place back when the racist whites handling our uh security complicity of white women the police being terrible etc it's all there ever since i saw it weeks ago it's grown on me every day and spike lee movies don't usually do that for me since he has a tendency to be overbearing with his message laura harrier got better as the movie went along so did john david washington and adam driver but topher grace nailed the schism from with david duke he really did mm-hmm. um, and specifically in the age of all these think pieces and long write-ups and interviews no. with alt-right people like the new face of the alt-right and they like really put a polish on it and i love that spike lee basically said no this is old as time itself like they've been having these like oh, white supremacy in the suit and tie shit forever really a lot of white actors nailed it with their racism be it unconscious or blatant now the way the movie ended was perplexing with the film dedicated to heather higher i guess i sort of get it since it felt like it was a message for white people to realize that their white supremacy even affects them but i do think if spike were willing to end the movie with the cherry on top you had to end the movie with star wars playing duke otherwise this is this is this movie is greatness yeah yeah i I, yeah we agree on the exact same thing it could have honestly it could have ended just with him saying that shit about you know uh well you've been talking to a black person this whole time and hung up right but i feel you uh mile 22 sandler agony says fuck the writing of this movie not only is it bad but the fact that mark Wahlberg's character is played off as this smart hard-nosed agent is such a reach come on from him playing with that rubber band that doesn't calm him down berating his colleagues the women get it worse in this shitty film get it the worst in this shitty film uh useless info of his three wives and so on the fact that he is and his overwatch crew got played by equal a weiss was the perfect cherry on top of the a miserable ice cream yeah i feel like if this movie would have been like equal Weiss is the is the main character and it's about how he played these white people i feel like the movie's better right where Wahlberg's almost like the villain as opposed to you know the other way around because mm-hmm. i mean the, the script does essentially say Wahlberg is a villain that equal wise played them and it was about getting revenge for this woman's son who was killed for no reason by them it does like lend itself to that but the the perspective they're telling it from makes it seem like Wahlberg is just this uh this guy we should be rooting for and i just don't i never felt that i, I wouldn't root for him uh by the way if guys check out the podcast we watched we watched we just watched a movie i think is what it's called yes um my man uh mike has the greatest mark Wahlberg impression impression <laughs> in this film he had us cracking up 
in the car because it sounded just like him where mark warwick was just being a dick and he kept asking these stupid questions Come like on. but he sounds stupid when he's asking the questions like oh is that what you think sweetheart you think that's what's gonna happen he's like he was so good he was uh, so just check out that podcast and that episode i think all the episodes are good but if you like short movie reviews like the ones we do and stuff you'll really like that podcast yes they're funny but yeah Wahlberg's trash and so is much of the cast eco is my favorite actor in this movie by far i think i I gave the film a two but the more i think about it it's a big fat one stay away yeah i wasn't as turned off by it as you but i think part of that is because uh impossible white man is my genre true so i I, i'm I'm totally into you know the action and explosions and the death i don't care that much about the characterizations of the characters and stuff Mm -hmm. or the plot Mm -hmm. but i recognize they were both bad but i i I found something worth watching in it sandler agony also commented on crazy rich asians crazy rich asians was cool seeing folks like michelle yo constance Wu, ken john and aquafina doing their thing here was great to see before i continue on about the movie i've seen aquafina's ocean eight future man and now crazy rich asians i'm good with her maybe i can't see her doing a black sand but i'm gonna be honest i don't care she seems to be having a good time doing this and as long as you're doing that i might not care notice or care i saw those twitter arguments and i guess i see their point but we got bigger fish to fry these days that's how i feel anyway i like the classism dynamic between yo and woo good story bees there and uh i and and i loved it and all resolved i usually don't like rom-coms since i feel the stories are pretty one note but crazy rich agents have more layers more funny bits and good runtime also it's good to see like see like that something like this stick stick it to the racist talking point that these movies don't sell over and over and over again yeah uh one thing i will say to uh the right the classism between michelle yo and constance Wu was good but i liked also the classism between michelle yo and her mother-in-law like like she had went through a similar thing and was perpetrating it onto another woman as a sign of tradition right um but and yeah i felt the same way about aquafine i'm sorry i just don't have it in me to get upset about Mm -hmm. this i i I see what people are saying but i I do and and honey take your torch and run but i'm like i don't care enough yeah it just it i would be lying and performing if i was talking about how offended i was but same i'm just not really an appropriation person i i, I like, don't know what constituted but doesn't constitute it even when it's something blatant like iggy azalea i don't get offended by it as much as i'm just like this is ridiculous right you know? classic r&b lover says hi rod and karen crazy rich asians was such a joy a fun joy-filled and likable movie i love how it turned things on his head and pointed out some cultural hypocrisies every culture has them like the mother and the aunts talking about tradition and rachel not belonging because she would not hold up traditions as they read their christian bibles and talked about educating their children abroad an act that which in itself took their children away from the from and threatens the continuation of traditions that they love so much also while i didn't care for nick's mother i didn't dislike her the way others did i watched the character of eleanor and wondered if her visceral dislike of rachel came from a sense of regrets about her life choices and jealousies that rachel might actually get to fulfill her passions a word which she said with such disdain i mean she gave up everything to marry her husband who was away on business during his major this major family event yeah like he didn't even come home for a wedding and yeah i didn't even think about that like what the fuck um an act we were told was commonplace she had to give up her son in an effort to curry favor with um 
a mother-in-law who clearly still could not stand her i saw her as a wounded soul and i think that her ultimate support of the union came because she saw that rachel had the strength to do what she could not value herself and walk away correct yeah um i do i I don't even know the rules to uh i think it was mad john they were playing at the end but yeah and that's the thing was was so lovely about that i didn't have to know the rules i don't even know who won who lost it don't even matter Mm -hmm. i just like the fact that it was almost like somebody just put out a deck of cards they might as well just put out a deck of cards and play hard or 21 or tonk yeah I, i didn't know the rules but the scene showed me what was happening which is that the stuff that that uh that constance Wu character discarded was the stuff that made michelle yo's hand a winner so she was saying me letting your son go back to you is the only reason you're gonna be able to go find that traditional marriage for your son that you're looking for right but it's because a poor girl that you look down upon turned her hand in and let you have the win right uh sandler agony also and and uh r&b love classic r&b lover thank y'all y'all are so y'all are so uh on point this week right come on through happy time murders they uh said they responded sandler agony said i like the the fact that this film was short because for me i couldn't watch two hours imagine seeing three to four come shot jokes in the same film for example it can get a bit old to be honest the peel-offing bit was the funniest part of the film by Maya Rudolph and Melissa McCarthy. They did a good job with this role. Mm-hmm. The puppets were the real stars, and seeing how the work came to be from the creators at the end of the movie was cool to see. It was, wasn't it? Not a movie I'd rush to see again, but it's good for a matinee or eventually the eventual rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty much agree on all counts there. Um, and yeah, it being short was probably the smartest move they can make because it's like, oh, gag, 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 and then we're out, you know? Right classic r&b lover says listen to your review when you talked about how the advertise how from the advertisers it was clear this is not children's film made me think about what i thought when i saw the film two women with their young children walked into the theater with me and all i could think was what the hell is wrong with you the film is called happy time murders and the commercials were as explicit as you get on tv right the commercials even even was like this is not for children hey hey parents this is not for children like what are those people that just see a film poster i think so like are you just walk to theater on a friday and go well it looks good uh what's this poster puppets let's go see this somebody is always fucking surprised you're like how like it doesn't matter that it's rated uh you know uh, r nc 17 or some shit like you don't care um not surprisingly about 15 20 minutes in the women got up and walked out with their kids of course of course they know people are dumb but they just seen puppets and was like let's go take our kids they was like no this is not for children mommy what's a cock what's a cock come on even though their litigation there was litigation against the release of this film i found that the absent the adult content it really did appear to uh, adhere to the spirit of jim henson's muppets i don't know how brian's dad would have felt about the adult content yeah none of us do right but the depiction of marginalized people was right in line with the muppets i grew up watching mm-hmm. yeah i did think that allegory for puppets as second class citizens was good and it didn't offend me at all so mm-hmm. um i know there are certain negroes that would be mad about that and you know what it's probably best that they didn't see the film all right i, I don't think it made that much money so all right guys that's it for this week thank you so much for listening to our reviews we appreciate you guys and a uh, special shout out to sandler agony and classic r&b lover for uh leaving us so many uh comments come, this week. come on through you letting us know we ain't watching these movies for nothing all right y'all peace peace